Welcome to Kevin 27 World. This show is Kevin 27, and this is the New Year special. Yes, we are recapping everything in 2023 from movies, documentaries, and TV series. So please buckle up and let's go on this journey together, okay? Now, before we get into it, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, and please follow at Kevin 27 World on Spotify and apple podcast and the new show this is cinema also rolling out starting january okay so please go ahead and follow that like that all of that good stuff okay now let's get into the top 10 movies of 2023 so 2023 was the resurgence of the box office making 8.58 billion dollars up over 1.2 billion dollars from 2022 it was the highest grossing year at the box office since the pandemic, barely falling short of the $9 billion goal. There were highs as high as the largest skyscraper in Dubai and lows lower than your 50-year-old uncle still living in mama's basement. 2023 was a year of undeniable box office knockouts, ultimate disappointments, and overcoming adversity. But we're not here just to talk about box office, Netflix, Prime Video, and Hulu all put out amazing films that deserve to be recognized, and that's what I'm here to do. So here is your top 10 movies of 2023. Number 10, The Covenant. Yes, The Covenant. Guy Ritchie, and we are talking about Jake Gyllenhaal going crazy. And um, I'm going to tell you what, this had to be one of my favorite movies. A U.S. Army Green Beret Master Sergeant and Ahmed, or Ahmed, his Afghan interpreter fighting the Taliban. Yo, this movie was crazy. I thought the action in this was amazing. I thought the uh, acting, of course, is Jake Gyllenhaal, man. And um, you know, any I'm I'm just keep it real. You can pretty much give me any movie that is talking about, you know, that uh, the Americans over there in Afghanistan, and I'm already locked in. So this was the scene that really locked me in.
So yeah, this honestly, this show, this movie, I mean, was really great. And I could watch this over and over again. Sometimes I wish it was more hours in the day. Okay. This scene was really good. And I highly recommend if you haven't seen The Covenant to go watch it. This movie was fire. Yo, light up that exotic if you got it. Pour up that expensive so we can get offensive. Number nine. Creed 3. So Creed 3 was obviously directed by none other than Michael B. Jordan making his directorial debut. And what a debut it was. I mean, you this boxing film felt like it was an anime boxing film with live characters. Obviously, my man is so into anime. I he I, he had a um his uh, suit, or not his suit, but his gear in Black Panther was inspired by Dragon Ball Z. So clearly he's into anime. And this movie showed it. Now, it was very, a lot of drama. And honestly, Jonathan Majors acted his ass off. And honestly, he acted circles around Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was about, I'll say, my third favorite character in this movie. I thought it was Jonathan Majors, Michael B. Jordan's daughter in the movie, and then Michael B. Jordan. Like, you know, but no slight to him. That's just how good the movie was. So I had to make my top 10 coming in at number nine. And this is the scene that's my favorite. Turn around. Dame is talking about you dirty and unapologetically, I might add. To anybody who'll listen, he questions your manhood. He talks about your family. He talks about how you can't be trusted and that you no, no. will run out on your balls. No, 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 wait, wait. Just let, let me just... Hold on, hold on. We got a call coming in. We got a call. Put him on right now. Hey, what up, little homie? You want this shoe? Want me to come out there and give you a hug? Hey, look, I'm, I'm just telling everybody who you really are. Are you running out on family? <clears throat> Dame. Uh, not like this. This ain't the way to handle it. Oh, bad news, bro. This live. So, I mean, this how we gonna handle it now. Look, look Don ain't gonna do nothing. He a coward. You a coward, bro. And a fraud. I know it. Everybody else know it. Hey, uh, Apollo, Apollo Creed will be shamed. Are you lost it? All right. I challenge you for the heavyweight championship of the world. You and me. Run it. Run it. Oh, hell yes. Y'all heard it here first. I know I can't wait for this. So, yeah, this movie was great. This scene was great. I mean, you talking about we just it's always about the bravado, right? The machismo when it comes to men and, you know, action sports. And it's why we love football. It's my man's against your man's. Who's tougher? Who's smarter? Who's more intelligent? It's what I love about boxing. I mean, and clearly Creed three was great in a knockoff at, or a knockout at the box office. I mean, it was the highest of its uh, franchise and it did really well. And it came out of around Valentine's day. So it was a great date movie to take your queen to yo. You couldn't have asked for anything better than Creed three. I'm telling you Creed three was the shit, 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 shit. Coming in at number eight, we got killers of the flower moon. So this, uh, this movie 
is about the Osage tribe and all of the shortcomings they had when it comes to the, the Osage women and their white husbands. And, um, you know, it's just crazy. This is 1921. So the subject of this is over a hundred years old and a lot of it's still relevant to this day. And just shows you how not much has really changed besides the technology in the world. But still, the movie was great. You talking about Martin Scorsese, you talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, you talking about here's my money for the rest of my life. It's not even it's nothing to debate. You see a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it, you go see it. And you see a movie directed by Martin Scorsese, you go watch it. It's simple. I don't even know. Not sure why I flocked so hard at the box office. I think just a lot of people were turned off by the three and a half hour movie runtime, which I'm not a guy, even though I drink a lot. I'm not a guy with a bladder that's so bad I can't hold my urine for three hours. So I wasn't really mad at the runtime. But my lady, she wasn't feeling it, man. After we left, it was my birthday when I went to go see it. So after we left, she didn't say anything. But as soon as we left, she was like, yeah, that's the type of movie I'd rather watch on streaming services. <laughs> but I really loved it. I mean, it's a great movie. And it really, you know, I love to watch these movies because I wouldn't have known anything about this Osage tribe if it wasn't for this movie. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. So here's one of my favorite scenes from the movie as well. That is it for number eight. It was really good. Please go check it out. I believe it's on Apple TV now, which I've never watched, but still, I believe it's there. And I cannot wait to watch it again. Number eight, Flowers, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number seven, The Marvels. Yes, The Marvels was a fun, exciting blast. And um, I highly recommend anyone to watch this movie 
I wish more people seen it at the box office, but I'm coming to realize maybe November is just not a good time for box office movies. Maybe this movie should have been released in the summertime before the actors and writers strike. You know, I think it would have had a little more hype, but nonetheless, the movie was great. And I love the Marvels. I've seen it three times. I paid for five tickets. I mean, what else could you ask for besides a real Captain Marvel sequel? But as far as a team up film, I loved it. I mean, I don't see. I really couldn't find any flaws in this movie besides it was just 90 minutes. Other than that, this movie was great. You know, got the females leading the way, lead actor, supporting actress. Uh, director. I mean, I loved it, man, but I am a supporter of women, okay? So, I don't look at a movie that has all women in it. Shout out to my Marvel's Cup. I don't look at a movie with all women in it and start going, oh my god, it's the MCU. Like, I'm not a cuck. You know, um, I just, I don't get it. And I don't know, maybe it's because I have a daughter. So I'm just not like an ass when it comes to women, you know? So, yeah, I, I love this movie. I mean, I thought it was fun. The Singing Planet, a lot of people had problems with it. I thought it was played very well. Not even something I've ever seen before, okay? It's not something I've seen before. A planet where they have to talk and sing. Like, talk and sing. Like, that's their language. So, yeah, I thought that was very tight. And finding out that Captain Marvel is a Disney princess. I mean, come on, man. You can't make this stuff up. Like, this is a great movie, you know? So, the Marvel's coming in at number seven, coming in swinging. And this is my favorite scene. I'm Yeah, man, this, honestly, this, this movie was great. I, I mean, when you see the scene that was just played, how could you not like it? I mean, a great training montage. You can't be mad at it. You know what I mean? You can't be mad at a training montage. I love Sam Wilson's from Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously workshop with in No Way Home with the Spider Bros. I mean, a training montage is what we need in every superhero film. So if you don't have a training montage, the movie's not going to be good. OK, and obviously Captain Marvel or the Marvels was good. And I still need Captain Marvel, too. I still need Captain Marvel, too. But the Marvels, great movie. Number seven had to make the top 10. It wasn't even a debate. Number six, John Wick 4. And um, yeah, John Wick Chapter 4, a great movie. The only non-Marvel movie I went to see two times, okay? The only one I went to go see two times. I loved it that much. Like, when I went to go see John Wick 4, and I was talking to my nephew about it, and I was like, bro, this movie was so... It was like something burning inside of me, like... Go see it again, man. Go watch that shit again. 
And I wanted to go watch it again and loved it just as much. I bought it. Like, I can go watch it anytime I want now. Um, you know, John Wick 4 was amazing. The act, or I don't want to say the acting, the acting was whatever. But the action is just, they had, it was parts where it was like 20 minutes with no talking, just straight ass whoopings, man. And I'm talking about the different levels of ass whooping. You had ass whooping with nunchucks. You had gunfights. You had dog bites. You had all everything you can ask for in an action film. It's the greatest action film of the year to me. You know, I just think uh, a certain action film was a little better as far as a story. But this is a movie, an action film. I don't see how you can hate on this movie. Okay, I don't see how you can hate on it. And um, this was my favorite scene. In John Wick Four. Yeah, I mean, when you see, yo, my man's, he just was too smooth with it. Like the way he, the way he came on the scene, bro. And I mean, I'm telling you, a blind character is a cheat code. You know, anytime you got a blind character and they start whooping ass, it's just, it makes the level just, it just, the stakes rise higher and it's so much more impressive, you know? So, I really love this scene and I love this movie. And that's why it's in my top 10 of 2023. So now we cracking the top five, but before we get there, please make sure you like comment, subscribe on this video and please make sure you follow on at Kevin 27 world on Instagram and Twitter and or X Twitter and X 
And please make sure you are turning on the notification bells. You can turn them on on Spotify and on YouTube, okay? All right? Five star me. Number five, Extraction 2. So when I seen Extraction 1, I was like, this is the best movie Netflix has ever made. Best. And Extraction 2 is right there behind it. Like, seriously, Extraction 2, I'm not even going to lie to you. I tweeted this out on my Twitter at Kevin27World, and I said, I don't care what other movie I see the rest of this year. Extraction is in my top five, and I did not. I wasn't lying. It's number five. Seriously, Extraction 2 was so great. It actually made me realize why Chris Hemsworth, and it's probably because it just maybe if Thor Love and Thunder had a better reaction, uh, maybe if Thor Love and Thunder had a better reaction, he wouldn't feel like that. But when I watched the seriousness of this film, the serious tone, everything about it is super serious. I can see why he wants Thor 5 to be on the same exact tone, you know, and a little darker and more adult, you know. And I'm not mad at it, bro, because Extraction 2, not saying it's in the same realm of film, but, bro, this film was something serious. I mean, the only thing in it was annoying was the little kid. And you know how I feel about these kids in these movies, man. They just be so damn annoying, especially when they be like teenagers around 12, 13. Oh, my God, man. I just, oh, I apologize to my parents every day because I know I had to be an ass, man, around that age. But still, this movie was great. Came out in June. And, I mean, I've been watching it ever since, man. Extraction 2 is the shit, 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 shit. You know, um, this film had a 20 minute one shot and I watched this scene three times to make sure it was a one shot and it was a one shot and I'm surprised it wasn't talked about more. It was the best one shot I've seen. Like they and they went from a lot of different places. You know what I mean? It was like it wasn't like the one shot was like five minutes and when it was like just kind of in the same vicinity, they went traveled miles in this one shot. So yeah, the one shot in this scene was great, but uh, here's I, what well, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I can't give you my favorite scene because my favorite scene in this was the one shot, but I'll give you a little something, something of it.
Yeah, man. This uh, yeah, Extraction Two, highly recommend. I cannot wait till they drop Extraction Three. The only bad thing about this movie is it's on Netflix. Seriously, and it's a Netflix movie, so I'm not shitting on Netflix. I'm just saying a movie like this deserves to be seen on the big screen. And I'm not even joking. This movie is too good to just watch at the crib. Like the action, the sequences, everything about this, you need to watch it in theaters, you know, but still very good movie and I highly recommend it. And that's why it's top five in my 2023 list. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes, I've seen this movie three times in theaters, and you know what? Guardians was the shit. The highest grossing Marvel movie to come out, if it wasn't, uh, not come out, but come out in 2023, if it wasn't for Guardians 3, Marvel would look even more crazy and look even more like they fell off it. At least you could say, hey, Guardians 3 dropped this year. Come on, y'all. Let's not act like that didn't drop, you know, because you talk about Ant-Man and you talk about the Marvels, huge flops, huge flops. So Guardians 3 saved it. And um, you know what? Guardians 3 was the shit. A great farewell, even though no one died at the end. And I really hated that. But other than that, I mean, it was a good film, really good film. Very sad. And it produced probably the best villain. Well, not I don't want I don't want to say he's the best villain, but maybe the second best villain of the year. I think it is it's him or Dante from you know Fast Sin. And I think Dante was better than him, to be honest. So I'll put him right behind Dante, but Chudwook Iwuzi, or I, I you know, y'all know I don't know how to say his name. Uh, but yeah, he was great as, as the high evolutionary. Uh this movie was lacking a lot of Rocket. That's for sure. I mean, I love this backstory, but Rocket just as a character is great within itself. So I would have liked to see Rocket a little more. But I mean, come on, you can't be mad at uh, this movie. This movie was really good. Um, And this movie also had, I believe, a one shot. The action scene in the little corridor I believe it was a one shot. It didn't have to be, but um, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. So this is my favorite scene of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, proteins, people three. Yes, we know. We fixed that. But how did you know? I made you. How did you know? Because it worked. It, it worked. The rage is gone. We have the peace. Yeah. 
come on, man. You can't you can't be mad at it. You know, I really like the performance that, you know, Chubuk, you know, conveyed and displayed, you know, it was really good. It was really great. So I don't I don't see how this couldn't even be top five. It's a really good movie. I had a little bit of a battle with this and the Marvels, but ultimately I settled on this being the best movie. I thought it was better. You know, I, I thought it was better than the Marvels because uh, the villain took it over the top to me. If it was just based on the Marvel characters, like the Marvel heroes, I would have said the Marvels, but the villain, I'm not saying Darbin left a lot to be desired. She did what she was supposed to do. She was a good villain, um, but she wasn't the high evolutionary. You know, she was whooping their ass, though, so I give her that. But she wasn't high evolutionary. So, yeah, that's why I put that there, okay? Number three, Fast 10. And you know why I put it above Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I remember after seeing this movie, because this came out in May, and I think Gar Guardians came out, I think it came out a couple weeks later, because Guardians came out um, Cinco de Mayo. So, or it came out May 4th, but Cinco de Mayo still. And um, yeah, I thought it was better. Keep it real. Like, I, when I seen this, or actually, no, I just, okay. I had a little mistake earlier. I said John Wick was the only non-Marvel movie I wanted to see twice. No. I seen Fast 10 twice. So, yeah. It was a great movie. I went to go see it twice. I seen it once with my mom, then I went to go see it with my boo thing. You know what I mean? And uh, it was good, you know. I thought it was really, I thought it was great. I think uh, people get confused with these movies. They want these Fast 10 movies to be real life. And it's not, bro. It's not real. It's a movie. It's an action movie. You know, you got to really look at it from that perspective. And you got to look at it from the perspective of Dom is his own superhero in this movie when he gets in a car or even around a car. You know, I mean, that's his that's his uh, that's his his cape is getting in behind that wheel. And it's been like that from the first movie. He was always the man within the whip. He was always the man in the whip. So I'm not understanding why people have such a problem with this movie. Um, and saying it was bad. I've seen people having this on their like top 10 worst movies. And I'm like, bro, you tripping. Either you just don't, I think a lot of people just don't like fun at that, you know, because you can't look at the performance that Jason Momoa displayed as Dante and think this movie was whack. I thought this movie was, um, I thought his performance was Heath Ledger's Joker meets Jigsaw, you know, and I told my brother that. And he was like, what? That's a lot of praise. And then after he came back from the movie, he's like, damn, bro, you hit that right on the head. It's really Heath Ledger's Joker mixed with Jigsaw. Like, he was all, Dante was always one step ahead of Dom. And I mean, you, bro, he killed it. Honestly, his performance was the best I've seen this year in any type of acting drama comedy 
any 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 type of acting, he had the best performance, I think, of anyone this year in movies, to be real with you. Like just with that performance alone, he should be a top, and it's a lot of villains. So he should be uh, with that performance alone. He should be a top 20 villain of all time. And I'm talking about from the beginning of time until now, you got to be a top 20 villain of all time. It's not even a debate. Not a debate. So this is my favorite scene. And now I'm the best racer in the world. So. Do not touch that. Let it dry. <sighs> You guys look fantastic. I know the black is very slimming and very scary, but the pastels, you know, they're in season. And I feel like it tones down the masculinity a little bit, which we all need these days. Did you know, listen to me, did you know that I was legally dead for two minutes? Two minutes. Bob, pay attention. And you know what I saw? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. But I do feel like once he uh, cracked my skull open, it just opened my mind. Yeah, it's deep, right? You're absolutely right, Bob. We should get back to work. Uh, such a stickler. All right. Let's see. Should we take all their money? You, you are evil. Thank you for listening. So me casa su casa. Let these dry, finish those mojitos, and um, someone's gonna come and bury you guys soon. I'm gonna go wash my hair. And how could you look at Dante talking to these dead guys and not be like, yo, this motherfucker's off his rocker. This was crazy, you know? So I think this is the best scene of the movie. It definitely got the biggest reaction to the like to the crowd in the theater. Like when this scene came on in the theater, everybody was like, Oh my God, is he really doing, oh my, like people was going crazy in the theaters, man. So I'm, I'm just keeping it real, bro. That was a definitely like a great film and I cannot wait to see the part two to it. And I mean, I told two separate, three, three separate people that, okay, this movie's better than Guardians of the Galaxy. I told my brother. I told one of my coworkers and I told my homegirl this shit. And I was like, it's better than Guardians. And they all was like, better than Guardians. Mm. And then after they all seen it, all three of them came back and said, it was better than Guardians 3. It was better. It was better. So, bro, I mean, that's a big race. Like, that's a big percentage. Three people, you know, and all three was like, yeah, it was better than Guardians. So you can't be mad at it. That's how I feel about it. Fast 10, top three. You know what I mean? Top four when it ain't four. It's three. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Number two, Across the Spider-Verse. So, this movie was great to me. The animation style was on another level as opposed to its predecessor. I believe I believe that it could have been the only problem with this movie was how it ended. It doesn't feel like a complete ending. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like how a movie should end. It feels like a TV show ending, you know, like 
okay, this happened, I'm tripping out, but next week is going to be resolved. You know, people compared this movie to Infinity War and Endgame. It's not the same. Endgame or Infinity War, Thanos beat everybody's ass and went and sat down and looked at the sun and was like, yeah, I did that. And that was it. The movie was over. That was an ending. This movie, like, he's trying to get back home. He doesn't get home. He's in a different universe, and then he's trapped. But meanwhile, the villain has been missing for the last 50 minutes of the movie, you know? So that's that's why it couldn't be number one. But as far as, far as just the movie, I thought it was really good. I mean, I have my critiques. I mean, clearly. Uh, Spider-Gwen, her owning the first 20 minutes of the movie unacceptable you know but other than that you know is it was really good i mean funny the soundtrack to it crazy i mean you can't and then i'm gonna tell you what and this is really why because if it wasn't for the scene with the spider-man it wouldn't be in my top five but this scene when miles is running from all of the spider society and they telling and Miguel telling him how he's a mistake and and all of this stuff in the theater. I'm fuming. I'm getting pissed off because I feel like he's talking to me. You know, I'm black, Miles Black. You know what I mean? So I feel like Miguel talking to me, bro. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, is you you're supposed to get those type of feelings when it comes to you know these movies. So I really love. I really love what happened and what went on with uh, across the Spider-Verse. And that scene, bro, is just crazy, especially when he was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Matter of fact, man, here's my favorite scene from across the Spider-Verse. You don't belong here. You never did. Let me go. This isn't what we talked about. You talked about this? You knew? You all knew? I I didn't know how to tell you. That's why you never came to see me. Miles, it's for your own good. Who decides that? I'm not a kid, Gwen. Uh, ah! That's exactly what you are. You're just a kid who has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, well, I did lure hundreds of spider people away from your little clubhouse. I guess he did plan this out. And I'm about to do this. Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing.
So yeah, this whole I'm gonna do my own thing. I just I loved all of it. And I love it was like um he's younger than Miguel, he's younger than Spider Gwen, he's younger than most of these people. And uh what was telling what I'm gonna keep it so real, uh what was telling, and I don't know if they drew this up, I don't know if they drew it up like this, but in that sequence, the only people to have his back was the black Spider-Man. Like, they was the only ones. Hobie had his back. You know what I mean? When I think he gave him, um, he gave him something. I know he was, he was making it for him. And then uh, the black chick that was kind of there virtual, virtually, like she wasn't going to help him. And then she thought about it. And then she just helped him get to where he was going. So I don't know if they did that on purpose, but it was a very nice touch. And um, yeah, that whole scene, man, is just, just to see him grow and to see how strong he could become and how strong he became and was willing to overcome that. Man, it's my favorite scene of the movie, man, for sure. So before we get to number one, I had a couple honorable mentions uh, and really a couple. And it was two Jamie Foxx movies. The Burial, I thought was good, but it couldn't make the list because I just ugh, yeah, I really fought hard over it for number the 10th spot. And it was either the covenant or the burial. And um, I just went with the covenant, you know, but the burial was really good. And um, another Jamie Foxx was, uh, they cloned Tyrone. I like that movie. I really like that movie, but I did fall asleep on it a couple of times. It does get a little uh, watered down or not as good towards the end of the movie. So, yeah, but it was a really good movie. So I just wanted to give those two honorable mentions before we go to number one. So, number one, if you watch my uh, top 10 list of movies I've seen in theaters, you probably was going to guess it. Yes, Gran Turismo. I just watched this movie last night and it's my favorite movie this year. And I probably will say one of my favorite movies of all time. It's is so inspirational. It's, it's groundbreaking. Everything about this movie was good. I mean, it was great. The storytelling, the backstory, the actual, when you actually go and uh, do the backstory of Jan Martinborough, it lines up with everything in the movie. So maybe even if they did embellish a couple things, the backstory is there, you know, him going to GT Academy, him uh, winning barely, but he won and him uh, placing, I believe, third place. I mean, he did that stuff. So, yeah, the Gran Turismo is a really good movie. I thought PlayStation, I think PlayStation Studios, man, I think they're killing it in the movie department so far. You know, I like I liked Uncharted. And I really love Gran Turismo. You know, I really love Gran Turismo. It was one of my favorite films of all time, man. And like I said, I just watched it last night. Like, I'm watching it while I'm eating. I'm just like, bro, this movie's just so good. It's well shot. The performances by the actor who played Jan, great. Obviously, uh, my man's, uh, damn, how to forget his name? Uh, the one who played the mentor. Y'all know from Stranger Things. 
uh, David Harbour. Yeah, even with David Harbour, David Harbour's acting in the movie is another reason why it goes to another place. You know what I mean? Like his acting in this film is amazing. It's superb, you know. Um, and this is why I talk about good actors. You know, he's not just the guy from Stranger Things. He's not just the guy from the Black Widow film. No, he's doing this in a different film. And I'm looking at him different in every situation that David Harbour is in. He doesn't feel the same in any role. So far, so far, he doesn't feel the same. He, he, he doesn't feel like a Ryan Reynolds. You know what I mean? Like every time I watch a Ryan Reynolds movie, it just seems like he's playing Ryan Reynolds. Like if I hung around Ryan Reynolds and he acted like Deadpool, I would just be like, I wouldn't even... I would go with it because he acts the same in every movie. Can't say the same for David Harbour. So far, you know, in Orlando Bloom, great comeback, you know, as Danny Moore. I mean, this movie was great. And the guy who played Jan is Archie. And he did a great job. Everything about this was just really good, you know. And I cannot see any reason why this wouldn't be my favorite film. Now, I did only see this one time. I did only see this once, but I bought it and I've watched this movie about maybe six times this year. Seriously. Like, anytime I get a chance, I watch this movie. Like, when I get a little downtime, I put on Grand Tourist because something about this movie is just great. And I'm a gamer. So I play the game all the time. So it's something about a gamer being able to live out his dreams of becoming a professional race car driver. It's just so inspirational to me. You know, it was I mean, it's one of the best movies I've seen. I don't I just bro, this movie is really good. Again, it didn't do good at the box office, but it's just I feel like right now. People aren't going to go to the box office or go to the theaters if they're curious. It kind of has to be something they are already invested in, like uh, like uh, like Barbie. People have been invested in Barbie since kids. So you put out a Barbie movie. I mean, people already have so many close connections to that stuff. Um, I just I just yeah, man. I don't know. It didn't do good at the box office, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a great movie. You look at the, if you look at the comment section, bro, it's like people talking about they was crying. This movie brought me to tears. It was so inspirational, you know? And um, so I'll say this. I'll watch this a seven, eight, nine, ten time for real. Uh, so this is my favorite scene from Gran Turismo. He's going to teach you all how to do it. Jack Soltair. It was a freaking legend. So, all these folks behind me are keen on y'all proving you can do the impossible. I'm here to prove that you can't. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Jan Mortimer. Jan. All right, tall. Fit in a race car? Uh, I don't know. Guess in the game, I do. <laughs> uh, this is not a game. <laughs> Racing. 
It takes strength, it takes tremendous will, intelligence, sensitivity. It's only a handful of people in the entire world who can do it at the level that you're going to be asked to do it. When you're in a race, the G-forces will be twice what an astronaut experiences upon liftoff. And it's under these conditions that you're going to be forced to make split-second decisions that could cost you your life. Or worse, you could kill someone else. These are incredible stakes. And if you're not willing to risk it, I want you to walk away. There's absolutely no shame. Because if you stay, I'm going to push you harder than you have ever been pushed. And I'm going to prove that you don't have what it takes. Because to take one look at any of you, I can already tell that you don't. Welcome. Great pep talk. Yeah, I mean, when I heard this in the theater, I was watching it and I was like, damn, this motherfucking David Harbour is intense. But he was right, man. He was really right about you know, what he was trying to convey, the message he was trying to convey. So you can't be mad at it, man. You can't be mad at it, okay? So Gran Turismo, my number one movie from 2023. So how do you feel about my list? You feeling it? Not feeling it? What would you take off? What would you keep? I really think my list is untoppable. I think I got the best top 10 list of movies all over the internet okay so let me know what you think about it at kevin 27 word on instagram twitter aka x and please like comment subscribe on this video okay uh we will be talking more stuff we got the uh next up on this new year's special this 2023 special we got the top 10 we got the top, what is it, the top 10 TV shows of 2023, okay? So do a little, do a little outfit change and I'll be right back. 